isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creators, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. And who are we? Well, I'm Simon, and this is not cancel culture, it's accountability. Together we are Cinemate Films, two Scottish-based wedding filmmakers who love nothing more than drinking coffee and talking shop with others in the industry. This episode is, of course sponsored by with jack but we'll get on to that a little bit later in the show greg who are we welcoming on to today's episode we are talking to ian weldon today hello ian how are you doing i'm hello. very well thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us yeah. i know we had some technical difficulties at the start but everything's all started and we're good to go so okay are you uh we didn't ask this before we hit record but have you got yourself a a, a drink or a beverage or I have a glass of water. I'm fine. Yes, thank okay. you. <laughs> and you said I have had my quarter of coffee this morning. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And you said before we started that there's snow out the window. Where, where are you based? Uh, I am uh, halfway between Newcastle and Durham, a small village called Chesley Street. Chesley Street. Oh. Uh, well, I've, I've I've recently moved back here, and it's uh, it's a little bizarre because I grew up around here until I was. Uh, from the age of a three till about 15, 16, and okay. then spent kind of my early 20s kicking around here and then moved away, and now I'm back. So it's quite bizarre. But it's snowing, and everything looks nice. So Yeah. Is it is it quite a small town that you're, you're at? Uh, uh, smallish town. It's an old yeah. market town. All right, okay. I'm just wondering, yeah. like, did you have the, the same teenage rebellion as I did? I was like, fuck this little town. When I'm heading to the big city, I'm going to make a name for myself. Did you do that kind of thing? Sort of. Well, I got out when I was like 60. I joined the army straight from school. Mm. Uh, Shit. Way back in 1990. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, yeah, so I'm getting on a bit. Uh, but yeah, that came back and there wasn't really much going on. So I moved around quite a bit and uh, mm. now I'm back for I don't know how long. But I don't think it'll be too long. I'll be out of here again as soon as I can. <laughs> you make it sound like a terrible place to be. It's not a terrible place to be. It's it's, it's all right. It's nice. It's an, it's not the city. I mean, I lived in Newcastle for like, um, I've been back here about a year. But previous to that, I lived in Newcastle for seven years. And when you have a lot going on in places, it sort of inspires you a little bit. Yeah. Um, and to be back somewhere where there isn't a great deal going on, it's hard to really. I don't know. I kind of find it hard to get out, and I know there's not much. There's, there's nothing to do really. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of yeah. Uh, looking forward to moving again. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, uh, before every show, I do my research into our guests, and you know, make sure that I know everything about them. Obviously, I've known about your work for quite some time. However, I didn't realize that you were a, a fellow podcaster. Um, your podcast is Outer Focus. Yeah. Um, so how's, how's podcast been for you? Well, uh, podcast was out of focus, um, mm. I think. Yeah. That ran for like two years from about 2018 to 2020. And then um, I think when the pandemic came along, we did 60 episodes as well, 60 plus episodes uh, and had uh, quite a 
um, a wide variety of different types of photographers. And although I'm more known for shooting weddings, uh, I have an interest. My, my interest really lies with photography itself and um, photography history. Uh, I was uh, a lecturer on photography history at Sunderland University too. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so when I stopped doing that, I wanted to, I think bring photography history to people in a way that wasn't academic or it wasn't stuffy or it wasn't, I don't know. People seem to be scared by the, the phrase photography history. Yeah. Um, but really it's just having an interest in the thing that you do. Like I, I'm a photographer. So to understand a little bit of photography history, uh, helped me to understand kind of where I was placed in photography and what it is that I was doing. Uh -huh. So to be able to bring that across in a non-stuffy way or a non-academic way, that was the original uh, premise of the podcast. And uh, I think after two years and having a lot of conversations with photographers, and um, it was probably more to understand the philosophy of the photographer, because I understood more about photography by understanding the motivations of photographers than I did by uh, looking at the pictures. Yeah. And the pictures, are, and I feel the same way that mine are, just a consequence of my ideas. That, that, that's not really what I'm going for. It's, a, it's not a, um, a predetermined style or a predetermined way of shooting. It's just my response to the subject, given my understanding of photography. So um, we, we, we ran that about two years in the hope that it would inspire um, wedding photographers mm. um, who I speak to a lot of wedding photographers who started off with an interesting photography uh -huh. and they sort of get swept away by, oh, well, I can earn some money and yeah. I can do this, I can shoot weddings. And then they get sucked into the whole kind of workshop gear kind of thing that they never seem to get out of and they never really understand what it is that they want to do and who they are as a photographer because they're just mm -hmm. copying um, whatever's popular to make money. And really, I mean, we all need to keep a roof over our heads and make money. So yeah. the idea was to introduce some photography history and help people to think about what photography is and where it came from and mm -hmm. how it developed both uh, technologically and ide ideologically. And yeah, that, I think that really gives us a, a, a perspective of what it is that we should be doing and uh, how we should approach photography itself or filmmaking or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but then when the pandemic came around, I was just having more and more depressing conversations with photographers who were stuck <laughs> in the house and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of, it sort of tailed off um, around then and never really got back on track. I tried a couple of times, but yeah, I don't know. It's a funny thing. I think I've, uh, it may be something that's done now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the short explanation. Yeah. The well, the, the reason I wanted to ask because it looked like to me your last episode was in June. Right. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he just had a really busy season. I don't know. <laughs> Or, yeah, or maybe I the man's broken. I, you know, who knows? Well, that the, 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 there's an element of both. Really, <laughs> oh, <shit>. uh, <laughs> um, I did try. What I was going to do was run short seasons, like six episodes. Okay. Uh, but then commit, other commitments get in the way. Trying to pin people down. Um, 
you know the recording like you know you guys know it's hard work man it's like yeah it can be nearly a full-time job yeah and especially when there's just me it's not just the recording it's the editing mm-hmm. um it's the conversations beforehand it's the emails it's the putting it together it's then putting it out on the social media your podcast yeah. platforms it's not an easy task man no yeah. no it's not i mean and i think really it just got to the point for me where is it really worth me putting all this time into this when i don't feel like i'm getting much back from it at the moment so yeah 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 i get it. yeah, yeah I, I get that from from your time doing it do you have a favorite conversation like is there one episode in particular that stands out to you um do you know what there's uh, yeah i mean there's loads really all of them have their own um revelations if you want to call it Mm -hmm. but all of them have their own parts i don't really think once we after a while i stopped looking at a photographer from photography history because the conversations that i was having with um photographers now i feel were as important as laying the groundwork for photography history and there's really only so much you can cover in that sense Mm. you know um you have to lay down the foundations and people then have to find their own way and do their own thing uh but no i i think once they started going after 10 episodes they just became better conversationally and it was uh very much like this it was more just a conversation it was more just uh chatting with people and figuring out their kind of motivations and why they uh shoot how they shoot and how they got into photography and yeah all of the stuff that i think is important yeah do you is your podcast still up for people to listen to yes people can still listen to it um that where it is available on the out of focus website i am still uh there's a whole load of all of the episodes are up on patreon um i was starting to re-upload everything to spotify but then just got bored of it and couldn't be bothered <laughs> that, that'll be yes i i can see what i've done i've gone to spotify and been like oh his last post was in june yeah i, I can see there's only a few episodes on spotify yeah. sorry yeah. sorry yeah. spotify listeners but i did i just, I just <laughs> got bored with it i'm like i'm done with it man why am i still trying to flog this dead horse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Oh God! I hope this podcast isn't going to be described <laughs> as a dead horse one day. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. One day. <laughs> but I believe those sixty odd recordings. I think it's a good resource um, for photographers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm happy with the work that um, we did on that. But mm. you know, things come to a natural end, and when you're not getting anything from it, I don't really see any point in keep trying to push ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one one question I've actually not been asking people uh, is to to describe who they are as a person and as a creative individual, what they do in their own words. Because I don't, I used to give everyone an introduction. It used to be yeah. spiely, and I just decided I, I don't want to put words in people's mouths. So for people, you know, the handful of people who probably haven't heard of you, do you want to tell them who you are and what you do? Well, uh, how long have we got? <laughs> as long as you want. As long as you want. <laughs> um, in a nutshell, I am a photographer. Well, I'm even past the point of even considering myself a photographer because um, I don't even like all, all the label that comes with it, or I don't want to cons- don't want to refer to myself as documentary photographer or a wedding photographer or. The more that I've tried over the years to find a label for what it is that I do, the less it 
it has made sense. Yeah. Um, so if you want to call me a photographer, then fair play. And I'm from the north of England. I predominantly photograph weddings, mm-hmm. uh, but I also work on long-term documentary projects, commercial assignments, um, and really, uh, as far as the... I suppose paid work is concerned. I'm really more interested in social situations, uh, and that filters into my uh, personal projects as well around working men's clubs and bodybuilding. And I am just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I don't really have a subject. Yeah. Uh, The subject, well, the subject is my response to the subject rather than the subject itself. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so in that vein, I just pick up anything that I find interesting, uh, and go and explore it more. Um, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is that, is that how would you describe how you see things? It's like an exploration. Um, that is, uh, my process, how I see things comes from everything that it's, it, it that comes from your life that comes from everything you've experienced and everything that's influenced you and everything you've been inspired by and uh how i see things um is unique to me uh, as should any photographer artist exploring the world and trying to express themselves in some way Uh um it's a reflection my photographs not not at the beginning uh through practice uh, i was able to see uh, myself in the work that I was creating. And mm. that's an aspect that I pursued rather than pursuing something that I saw in somebody else's photographs. Uh, I dec- it became apparent that the only way to um, do it in good conscience for myself was to explore what I found in my photographs. And then that was just, that was not just an exploration of myself and my understanding of the world around me. It helped me to see things in different ways. It helped me to, be more compassionate and help me to understand the world around me. And again, which in turn helped me to understand myself. So it's, yeah, it's probably therapy more than anything else. Yeah. (laughs) With, with your images, uh, when, when, once you've, you know, released an image, once you've made it, is there a part of it that's like, is there any commentary with it? Like, are you trying to say something when you release an image or is that, or is that just too deep? Or is it just like no, not you at know, all. I like I mean, this moment. That, that's not too deep at all. I mean, what I'm not. People can make their own minds up about what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's not down to me to tell people what they should think and how they should react. Um, all I'm really doing is I'm presenting something that's representative of who I am and how yeah. I see the world. Yeah. Uh, and people can see the good in it, people can see the bad in it, people can think it's good, people can think it's bad. <laughs> and that's you know, once it's once it's out there, it's no real concern of mine. Yeah. Um and but we all just hope that uh, people like it and people will hire you to do what it is that you do. Yeah. yeah. Um in that in that sense, I mean there the, there there is the age old argument is uh is it art or is it commerce? And we have to <laughs> I mean, we've got to keep a roof over our heads. So we have to compromise in some way. Yeah. Or, or we have to, you know, we, we have to be aware. It's it's a fine line, you know. For me, it is. Some people are purely commerce. 
yeah. and they that this is it this is what i do and i will repeat this over and over again because it makes money yeah you know um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i've come at it from a different perspective i was never i never wanted to run a wedding photography business i never wanted to run a business at all yeah um it's more you know just it weddings itself is more of a long-term project to me it's just very fortunate that i've been paid to do that yeah well, t- t- talking about um, other people's opinions in Twitter, and I'm sure people have asked you this, so I apologize. I apologize if this is like retreading stuff that you know. I'm sure I'm sure you know what's coming. But in 2019, you were awarded the uh, solo exposition. Uh, expo- I keep saying exposition. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> at the Martin at the Martin Parr Foundation uh, in Bristol. Indeed, I was, and it turned out to be the first of um a wedding photographer's work to be in a fine art gallery in the uk and i find that quite an extraordinary achievement how how did that all come about um so if i go back to when i i didn't come to photography until i was like 29 years old okay um I was somewhat interested in photography. It was kind of, it was around when I was younger. I had plenty of point and shoot cameras and, um, but life gets in the way and you have to work and you have to do other things. And when I had the opportunity to do something different, um, photography was a thing. So I went to college and while you're at college, you're shown photographers. At the time, photography to me was, Photography was taking pictures, art was painting, um, music was playing an instrument. I didn't realize that none of those things are art. It's the artist itself that makes it so. Mm. So it's kind of, I didn't realize that they were all one and the same thing and it's the idea that matters. Yeah. So when I was shown work by Bruce Gilden and Mary Ellen Mark and kind of Larry Fink, who's just passed away, very sadly, Um, and Martin Parr, that to me wasn't photography. It was like, what is it? It it didn't really make any sense to me because like there was clear use of flash and it was messy and it didn't seem to be composed to the rule of thirds or whatever bullshit that I was told in photography school or what (laughs) I'd read on the internet or seen on YouTube. And it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Photography was, it was, it was more of a commercial um endeavor so it was i don't know like landscape or architecture or product photography or automotive like all of those things you know Mm. um and it wasn't until a long time i started to get interested in photography history because i had to make a change in the work that i was doing Mm -hmm. uh, because i was unfulfilled and it just became another job and once i started once i shifted my kind of music nerdiness over to photography Uh i started to read about photographers and understand where photography came from and photographers like Martin Parr and Mary and these documentary photographers, it all really started to make sense because they were photographing the world the way that they saw it, not in the way that the industry expected it to be done. So there was a bit of a change uh, in my mindset and understanding those photographers it really changed my perspective on the world around me and fundamentally changed me as a human being yeah. you know, for the better, I hope. <laughs> um, so I am working away with my idea of what photography is and I'm applying that to weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing that for nearly 15 years 
um, and mostly felt like I was banging my head against a brick wall uh, because it wasn't really accepted by the wedding photography industry because that's not how you photograph a wedding. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't really, it wasn't uh, accepted by the documentary photography community because it was weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was in this bit of a no man's land and bizarrely enough, um, Martin ended up speaking at Bordaf in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And he didn't realize that it was mostly wedding photographers, but as he was showing his work, a few people have mentioned, have you seen Ian Weldon's work? Right. The next morning I get an email from Martin Park. Yeah. Ah, nice. Which, like, what the shit, man? Like, <laughs> that's all that about. I kind of thought it was a joke. I had to read it three times. You yeah. Know? Um, so being all shy and coy about it, I had to leave it a little bit and I don't want to just jump in. Um, so we had a couple of emails backwards and forwards. Um, he had to be in Newcastle to oversee an install of a Chris Killip exhibition. And he sent me an email so he was going to be there. I ended up picking him up, picking him up at the airport, uh, had a nice long conversation with Martin and we went for dinner in the evening. Um, and he said that he would like to offer me a show at the Martin Parr Foundation. So a photographer that I had so much respect for um, and his, not just, it's the work ethic, man, and his philosophy around what it is that he's doing. It's, it's not just the pictures. Uh, for him to contact me so all those years later after he made such an impact on my life, yeah. to say, first of all, to say that he liked the work, second, to give me a solo exhibition at the Martin Parr Foundation, uh, and then co publish and write the foreword to the book it was like yeah man this is quite surreal yeah 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 yeah. that's how it happened but there's a that's how it happened with the backstory of how important it was to me really yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i've ever since you said you'd be able to come on the podcast I've, i've actually been really excited because um i feel and I, and I definitely have had others on the podcast who um, see the wedding industry or see wedding photography in a, like a very similar way. Um, and it's kind of like that that view that kind of goes against traditional wedding photography, you know. And I think I always appreciate when a creative comes into a essentially a box that people like it's it's weddings yeah and yeah. another creative comes into a box and pushes that pu- pushes the lid up or you know just it just makes it a little bit more than what it was i yeah. think that's i think that's very exciting yeah. so yes thank you thank you for coming <laughs> on <laughs> you're welcome yeah so see you're talking about like what makes the photographs are is how you sort of see the world and capturing that how important do you think like the technical proficiency is like do you think you have to actually know all the rules to be able to create art through your photos or can somebody who's a newbie come in and sort of create it without any Um, knowledge yeah i mean as far as the technical aspect is concerned i I used to be a huge proponent of uh, understanding how a camera works Uh um the camera itself as a tool hasn't changed since since the inception of photography. 
we've just added more and more automation and more and more electronics and yeah. more and more. It's, it's essentially a box with a hole in it. So the camera itself isn't important. It's the idea that's important. Mm. Um, and the camera is just a tool to express that. Um, but as far as the technical aspect, you know, like the camera has a good brain, man, like lean on it, use it. And that frees you up to be, to do whatever you want. Like, I would I'll lean on the camera, but if the camera doesn't work the way you want it, you have to know how to manipulate that machine to do what you want it to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in in that sense, technically, you have to understand innately how that machine works. You know, like any other artist, everything, every tool that they use, they know exactly how it works. They know exactly how to use it. And they know exactly how, how to manipulate it. And you can't manipulate the machine unless you like understand it mm. um but as far as um shooting wise like man i, I think i shoot it's pretty much everything automatic these days oh, really? you know, like yeah okay. um hang on I th- uh shut a priority that's what i use it's right. the s isn't oh, yeah. it yeah right yeah. yeah whatever the fuck it is I don't <laughs> know. like really i am the least important part of what i do for me is the camera itself and what the camera uh, you know, it, it's an essential part, but for me, it's 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 not important. Um, yeah. I pretty much shoot everything, ninety nine percent of everything I shoot, the, whether it be weddings, um, commercial work, uh, like my own personal projects, is with a little Fuji X one hundred. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, and that's in uh, shutter priority uh, and with a flash gun on top in TTL. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. you have to. Uh, it takes a long time to be able to simplify it. Mm. Uh, But I do believe that you have to understand how it works. But the most important part of photography is the idea. Mm. And you have to have an idea. If you don't have an idea, then you're not really doing anything other than copying or doing what the market tells you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it it not the X100 that's like in high demand right now? Everybody Everybody and their dog seems to want one. You just sell yeah, it, sell it and I mean, get something else. <laughs> Cash in. <laughs> Luckily, I um, I bought that. It's the it's the it's the latest one as well. Uh, but I've had I've had like I've been using the X series cameras for about eight uh, since the first X Pro One, yeah. nine years, something like that. Eight years, nine years, and that was a dreadful camera. Um, but then the X Pro Two came along, and then the X One Hundred, and I've had like the second one, the third one, the fourth one, and now I have the fifth one. Mm. You know, and I just use them and use them and use them until they break and then get a new one. Yeah. Um but yes, I think they are in high demand. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you've got a, you've got one, don't you? No, I, I used to have an X T three. Oh right. Okay. Got rid of yeah. it recently. Uh since we're on the boring conversations of tech, do you have anything in your kit bag that's kind of unusual or unique to you? I would say for a wedding photographer or a commercial photographer, the X100 is probably quite a unique little machine. Mm. Um, uh, I don't have any zoom lenses. No, do you know what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, uh, uh, what, if you're anybody who photographs with a Fuji camera uh, knows, then you're probably carrying more battery. Batteries are taking up yeah. more space in your bag than anything else. <laughs> All right. Fair no. enough. Yeah. What, uh, since you were talking about lenses, what, what what's your, like... What, what vocal length would you say you see the world in? Like, if you were um, to really understand a lens. Yeah, well, I start when we start, we 
we get everything that we're told that we need. <laughs> yeah. Like I was running around with two Canon 5Ds, like a 20, one with a 2470 on, one with a 7200. And then over time, I wasn't using the 7200. And it, over time, again, I realized that I was round about the 35 to 50 millimeter with the 7200. I was like, why am I carrying all this weird? Yeah. Uh, then I had a 50 millimeter lens for a while. Um, and I kind of found it a little bit too tight for what it is that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I settled on a 35 millimeter and that's pretty much what I used until I changed. I went a little bit wider with the first Fuji, which was 28. And now I'm back to about 35. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, I don't know. I just, um, it looks how I wanted to look. Mm. Uh, and that little Fuji X100 has got a fixed 35 millimeter lens. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as easy as that. Mm. Yeah. I, love, I, like, I like a 35. That's, that, that's, the, that's my go-to lens. I'm a big yeah. fan of that. I, I, I used to be like, yeah, I used to have the 70, uh, no, well, we, we did have the 7200, but I, I, I was always the 2470. And uh, yeah. it just gave me too much choice. I was like thinking, right, right. I was too busy thinking about what focal length I should be at yeah. instead of like, yeah. I was just missing moments from, yeah. I was just oh man. I found out, I just didn't know, I, I found using a zoom lens, I don't know where to be. Mm. Yes, and every no. decision is the wrong decision. That's <laughs> what I found as well. I'm like, ah, yeah. I should have shut that 24. Yeah. Or gone, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, terrible. And with the, with the little Fuji, um, they like I know where I have to be to get the shot that I want. Yeah, I can't just stand on the other side of the room, room and zoom in. I have to like be there. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that using these, uh, I suppose, slightly wider focal lens uh, and only having one option, um, it 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 helps me to get closer, and it helps me to get closer not just kind of physically, but it's also an emotional closeness as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, because people don't see you as the. Um, professional photographer they don't see the uh they don't see the big white lens they just see a small compact camera and i'm often asked what my real job is and am i just starting out and <laughs> all that kind of stuff but, and there's always a guest at a wedding that's got like 10 grand's worth of kit you know yeah like, that's that's what that's what, that's where my mind went when you were like oh yeah i'm always getting asked if this is my day, to, day job it's always by that guy he has the big camera the big lens yeah yeah probably yeah, yeah. a flash oh my god yeah firing off 30 shots at a time and you right beside you as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah yeah but the way the way you describe yourself as not a wedding photographer is quite intriguing and like because you do shoot weddings and you get paid yeah. to do that. So yeah. people look at that and go, well, you are, you're a wedding photographer, but you don't describe yourself as that. So what, what sets your approach <coughs> apart? Like, and, and makes you say that you are not a wedding photographer. Well, I mean, I think that the meaning of that's changed over time. When I first started doing that, uh, when I first started seeing that I wasn't a wedding photographer before it came, my like fucking tagline or whatever it is. Um, it was more kind of my response to what I was getting from the wedding photography industry. Mm. You know, it's like, you can't shoot like that. You can't do this. You can't chop heads off. You can't do that. It's just like, why, like there are no rules, man. Like you can do whatever you want. Like I don't, I don't didn't really understand where that was coming from. Not being a part of the wedding photography industry and not um, before that and not really understanding what it was. Mm. Um, I just wanted to distance myself a little bit from it. Um, and in time, it's more about kind of my approach and who I am 
Um, and I think everybody has a perception of what a wedding photographer is. And as far as the general public are concerned, um, the, probably the only time they come in contact with a photographer is, uh, at a, is at a wedding. So it's the guy that's ordering everybody around. It's the guy that's shouting at people. It's the guy that's getting stressed out by people getting in the way with the mobile phones or whatever it mm -hmm. is that they're doing. Um, and it's the guy with the big cameras. And wedding photographers, a wedding photography uh, at its core is commercial photography. You know, and it's an easy access form of commercial photography. Anybody can get into it. Yeah. Um, and wedding photographers, for the most part, are running a business. And they have to keep up with current trends and they have to, um, you know, their, their aim is to please the client and to be able to repeat the same thing over and over again uh, uh, to give the client what they want. Because what the client sees on the website, that's what the client wants. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time, as far as technical aspect is concerned um knowing how to do all the fancy lighting and knowing how to create these fantasy shots and all these beautiful things. and i've never been interested in that yeah. everything from the business all the way through to pleasing other people it's never been a thing for me so in that sense i'm not running a wedding photography business i'm not really a wedding photographer i'm a photographer that photographs weddings should yeah. you want me to do it for you yeah and is that why so there's kind of there's that that kind of general consensus that you know when you have a website it's that's the wedding website that's your wedding work whereas if you go on your website it's it's got everything right it's got your yeah, bodybuilding yeah. stuff and stuff like yeah. has that ever been have you ever thought about that being an issue or nah no because no, you're not no, a wedding really. photographer weddings weddings are no different to the personal projects really weddings i realized early on i started shooting weddings just so i could make some money really to work mm. on my own personal projects mm. uh, i had these grand ideas of what it is that i wanted to do and i realized quite quickly that i could just apply myself to the wedding and photograph it in the way that i wanted it rather than do it the way that um the industry expects yeah. and obviously at that time there was um i had a responsibility of the clients because they wanted certain things but over time i just started showing more and more of the uh, for want of a better phrase the documentary style because that's what everybody calls it yeah. i started showing more of that and showing what was more representative representative of me and the way i saw things and it just i was going to say snowballed but the snowball never really got that big, you know. If I was a wedding <laughs> photographer, I would have been way more financially successful, but I would in no way have been to the places that I've been, seen the things that I've seen, experienced the things that I've done, and been able to shoot the things that I have done in the last 15 years, man, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that's worth more than any money to me. Yeah. You you mentioned... Um... You mentioned your clients there for for for, for doing weddings, uh, and I do always like to ask this question to our guests: is who who do you shoot for when you are hired to go for like to a wedding? Do you shoot with your clients in mind, or do you shoot for yourself the images that you see and you want? Because that's what your clients have hired you to do. Like right, right. Um, so I've found myself in a place where people hire me to do you just come and do what you do for us. Yeah. Um, obviously 
I don't want to make people look. There are silly moments and there are odd pictures and there are, I suppose, a bit. Yeah, but I have to be mindful that I'm not making them look bad. Yeah. Ha- but that's ha- not something that I'd ever want to do anyway. But <laughs> what's made me mindful of that is the way that other people perceive the photographs that I make because it's yeah. not wedding photography. I'm doing it at weddings. Uh-huh. So that's sort of in my mind. I I want to give them... Um, so the pictures that are on the website, most of them, they're the kind of, what would you call, hero shots. Yeah. It is a wedding that I'm shooting, and there are a lot of more wedding-y pictures. Mm-hmm. You know? But if people get the more extreme end of what it is that I'm doing. They're going to be like super happy with the rest of it. Yeah. You know, uh, I had a client once she said to me, I want an ugly picture of everybody. <laughs> you know? So, okay. it's, but I do. So I am shooting for me and for, it's my representation of their wedding. That's what I'm being hired for. Yeah. I'm not being hired to go and copycat something. I'm not being hired to do this like this or like that. Yeah. I'm only hired to do it the way that I do it. Uh-huh. Um, but that comes, that again comes with its own um, issues because if we look at the pandemic and like I changed a lot during the pandemic as far as my outlook is concerned and what it is that I was trying to do and really uh-huh. the motivations around what I was doing. And when I, Post-pandemic, the weddings that I was picking up that got cancelled, they're kind of expecting what I was doing pre-pandemic. Yeah. So that was difficult to try and give them that. And that's a hard thing to do when what it is, it's a ref- I'm photographing my response to the subject and a reflection of who I am. Yeah. And if that changes, then that that was a re- that was a very busy year, that year post-pandemic. That's probably one of the hardest years I've had. Yeah. Trying to kind of like I know what they want and I know why they hired me and I have to do that but I also have to stay true to what it is that I'm doing and that yeah that was a difficult year man yeah um, how, how uh, you you mentioned that you changed during the pandemic but yeah what would it what did that change look like in your work um it may not be instantly recognizable to anybody viewing the work but I mean I've always had I've always had a, a, a long interest in um a, a, abstract expressionist art uh-huh. uh people like vasily kandinsky and giacomo balla uh like futurism all of that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. i did see over the years elements of that creeping into my work as far as the structure of the photograph is concerned yeah um <coughs> and <coughs> not wanting to continually repeat myself or become a sort of a caricature of what it is that i was doing and just making ha silly pictures um there was more of an element coming into it that was kind of abstract more um geometric in the way that those paintings are mm. um and as i was kind of creeping into that as the pandemic was coming but then we had a two year break so my mindset kept churning away or i kept moving forward with that idea and as we come to the end as we come to the end of the pandemic i'm more invested in the kind of visual geometric representation of the thing as it also has to be a good photograph. It's, it, it can't just be one thing, Yeah, you know? So the more, can I say the more comical version of my photograph started to like become less important um, because previously if a picture came up on my screen and it made me laugh, like that's a winner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now 
there are more elements that have been added to that. And that, that isn't just during the pandemic. That's something that you're continually changing and continually refining yeah. and continually changing, moving the goalposts on what a good photograph actually is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to go and ask that question of what is a good image. But before I do, you mentioned that balance of making somebody look bad at a yeah. wedding. And obviously yeah. you, you, know, you were asked to take ugly photos of people. What, yeah. how, how would you, how do you see making someone look bad in an, in an image? Like wh what are you trying to avoid there? Cause things like, like when I go to a wedding, I've always, I, I do have that typical mindset of like, Oh, I, I don't want to shoot anyone smoking. Yeah. Or I oh, I shoot smokes all the time. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, I know, and I, I I do really like those images, and it's made me think like, I where are these ideas that I have coming from? Right, you know, and um, it, it it's made me think recently that I'm I really do want to try and get rid of these boundaries that I have. Right, right. Um. So yeah. So I mean. Again, I think as far as this question and the next question, it's our own, it's all subjective and it comes from our own personal experience and yeah. the relationships that I have with um, my, the people who hire me, my clients, um, it means that I can get away with maybe more, but I will only go as far as I'm prepared to go. So that's that's individual to everybody. If there's something like you said, if there's something that you feel like you shouldn't be shooting, like why 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 don't you want to shoot that? Why why don't you want to put that in? And yeah. like what is it about you that stops you doing that? And if you can reason the fact that you don't want to do it for a certain reason, then you don't have to do it. Yeah. You know? If you can get past it and go, Oh, well, that's just a silly notion that I have that I shouldn't, then do it. You know, it's a, and that's just a personal thing. And it, that also comes into what is and what isn't a good photograph. It's totally and utterly subjective. You know, a good photograph isn't something that's sharp in focus. Like an out of focus picture of my dog is more important to me than an in focus picture of somebody's dead grandparent. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what makes a good photograph depends on, you have to have a process and an understanding of what it is that you're doing. Yeah. For, for you to then find out what a good photograph is for you. Uh -huh. And I think people are chasing what other people think is a good photograph when they should really be looking at their own and finding <laughs> what they like about their own photographs and pursuing that aspect. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are you thinking about um, all these AI tools or people being so easily like... You, I, you could like look at this table and just like draw a, a mask around that mug and go replace with a dinosaur, and it just replaces it with a dinosaur. Like, what? Do you think that there is something being lost in the application of these tools? Do you think? Well, there are always going to be new tools. Uh, people said when the iPhone came along that that would destroy photography and photographers. That's people true. said when the Boss Brownie came along that photography was dead as a craft and an art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was in the 1900s, early 1900s. Yes. You know? yeah. So yeah, right, right. if things come easy to people, it's all, there's no real depth to it. Yeah. And again, 
I don't think we really understand what AI can do as far as images imaging is concerned. They're like the the jury's completely open on that. Yeah. Um, because people have said that about everything. Like Illustrator is for people who can't draw. Adobe Illustrator. Like Cubase is for people who can't play instruments. Like do you know? Like all of this kind. Of, AI is for people who can. But you still have to think and manipulate the machine to be able to make these pictures. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have any opinion on it. To be fair. Okay. Like, it's just- it is. It's 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 just there, and whether it'll seep into it. In some sense, I'm already using AI. Oh, you know, with the camera, using automatic modes in the camera. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. I will kind of, I will auto adjust my pictures in Lightroom. Yeah. You know, before I then kind of tinker with them. So I'm I'm already letting the machine do some of the work. Yeah. Um, how much of that I will continue to? I like I don't know. Like. Yeah, it's just because all the all the artificial intelligent art, art in inverted commas that I've seen, all looks a little bit. There's there's nothing there that grabs my attention because mm. there's no real. It's it's not crafted by a person and it doesn't have the. What's the word I'm looking for? The idiosyncrasies of of, of a human being and. And also, it's it's a little bit stale mm. and a bit clinical at the moment. But who knows? Who knows what will happen with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just because obviously there's, uh, you know, I, I always go back to our conversation with John Dolan, who was who had the book the uh, the imperfect perfection. Is that right? Did right. I get the name right? And um, you know, his, his, his his second book on wedding photography. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of his images are just like there's stuff in the background and things, and I, and you know. I think I was speaking to him about like how probably an, a, a, a traditional wedding photographer would probably just like get rid of that wheelchair in the background or, or clean right. up this. Right. And I'm just thinking, but those elements add a character to the environment, the environment to yes, of course, like, of course. like th- those elements tell a story of the day in, in and of themselves, of you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I always I, I I always think maybe there is something that does get lost, but yeah, I suppose it's all like you said the the intention behind using the tools. Yeah, but who knows? Like yeah, I mean there there are. I think as somebody who is visual and you're creating a representation of the world around you, then we're already filtering out what we want out before we actually hit the shutter button. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so filtering it out afterwards, I don't know. And I don't know what photographs I've made that are good photographs until I see them afterwards. And that kind of comes... It's all about... I don't think it's important to understand how to make a good photograph. Yeah. It's more important to know what a good photograph is. Yeah. I would... Uh, yeah, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. yeah. Because we can apply ourselves to the situation and be free in the situation and make pictures, the things that we're drawn to, we can go and we can make pictures of that. But it's afterwards we look at it and go, all oh, right, that's actually a good photograph of that. And yeah, those cool. photographs can be made or destroyed by one little element in the background or one little thing poking into the frame or uh, a look on a face or a gesture or something, you know, yeah. and that can kind of make or break the photograph. And like, we don't really know that until, unless 
we are looking at it in a commercial sense and we're setting everything up and we're making it also perfect and right and then we know that we've got it yeah you know? Yeah. That kind of seems a little bit boring to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You mentioned earlier that, like, the photos on your website are, for want of a better word, your your hero images, and that's what we all do as photographers and filmmakers put the stuff on a website that are our hero images and yes, what our clients hire us for. But I yeah. know that there'll be photographers listening to this going, his whole gallery can't look like that. Like, it can't. So, what does an Ian Weldon gallery? That a client gets look like do you have group photos do you have some mantelpiece photos for gran or um, is yes. it more so yeah, all like your, yeah 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 absolutely i mean the thing is though I, if somebody wants a photographer to spend two hours taking family group shots then like i'm not the guy to do that yeah you know? <laughs> uh, if they want like three or four group shots if they want um a couple of bride and groom portraits um and my bride and groom portraits are oh this is nice stand there look this way yeah so, right don't get back to your guests yeah if <laughs> if somebody wants the fantasy created with these beautiful portrait pictures and things like that then like that yeah and yeah. just pass them on to somebody else like, i don't want to spend two hours ordering people around mm. and taking yeah. pictures of them in fact yeah. I, I i i do have a quote of yours it, it says I mean, as much as I love standing around for hours, lining people up, ordering them around, and taking photographs of every combination of family member and guest, I have more important things to be doing at a wedding. And quite frankly, <laughs> right. so do you. I, I love that quote so much, yeah. so much. My thought was, when you mentioned so do you, who are you talking to? Are you talking to photographers or are you talking to the people at... Like, like this is your wedding. The, the couple, surely. The bride and groom. It's yeah. your wedding. Go okay. And yeah. wedding and have a good day. Yes. Right. Okay. That's good. You know, I've got more important things to be doing, making pictures of people having fun and enjoying the day, and you have more important things to be doing than standing around for two or three hours. Uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if people, when people read that, if they still send me an email, then like, hey, they're in. You know, they yeah. they get it, kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. Would that be, again, I've, I've had so many conversations where the term ideal client has come up and it's just uh, ideal client. I just, I don't know if I don't like it anymore. I just, I can understand the sentiment of like connecting with the people that you connect with the most, but do, do you have like an ideal client? Like, is that? I mean, well, I, th I think that anybody, after the conversations that I have with people, uh, if they go to my website and they send me an email, and I have a conversation with them, and they book me after the conversation, then that is my ideal client. <laughs> yeah. The people that's, who pay. <laughs> that's all That's all that matters. If they're on board with what it is that I'm doing, yeah. and they don't want me to compromise what it is that I'm doing, and they see it, and they want it, then that's my ideal client. Yeah. You know? Well, if during the conversation they want things that I can't give them, then I'll just pass that on to somebody. I'd rather not yeah. shoot it than do them a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I like the way you said that, like doing them a disservice. Yeah. Um, well, talking about that, I'm going to whore myself out for a minute to the to the YouTube gods. Um, if you have enjoyed this conversation, you can join us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Perspective by Cinemate. And uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell icon and get notified and see our beautiful faces. Again, I was talking to someone today who was like, oh, I really, I really enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Tony, I'm talking about you. And um, <laughs> but he 
he expressed how um, when he saw our faces, he thought my voice was Greg's voice and Greg's voice was my voice. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, but everyone gets our voices mixed up, Greg. That's fun. Strange. Anyway. Uh, and you can also get us on Spotify and all the other podcast places. So please support the podcast because there's some fucking good conversations that we've been having with some really fucking good people, including Ian, who we're back to. Hello, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know, I do, I do want to ask you what your first ever wedding was like because I always – because we know what your work looks like now. Yeah. But I always like to get a sense of what that first, the motivation for booking your first wedding in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then what your work was then and how it's changed over the years. So, I am, um, well, the motivation for shooting when I did have requests. I had a, uh, when I first started out, I just whitewashed a, um, wall in a shed and had a couple of lights and was just doing uh, white background portrait photography. Right. And um, t- yeah, I, d- I did that for years and never got any better because I was just buying more and more gear and not understanding anything about photography. Um, <laughs> okay. So that that was when I uh, started being becoming more interested in photography history and understanding what it was as a medium itself. Mm. And I would get requests for weddings. And I was like, I don't shoot weddings, like bottom rung photography jobs, man. That's not me. I am a portrait and fine art photographer. That's what I was. Mm. Like, I don't shoot weddings. Uh, but I'm not quite sure what a fine art photographer is either, still, to be fair. <laughs> uh, but that's what I was anyway. It sounded fancy at the time. It definitely sounds um, fancy. And I think, so I, I, after so many requests and then understanding that I wanted to go and shoot my own personal projects, I had to fund that. Um, and then I remember getting an email from somebody saying their photographer had let them down. This was like Wednesday or Thursday. And um, could I photograph their wedding on the Saturday? I was just like, right, well, I don't know. Like, how much was I going to get? I think it was like £600 or something, that uh, the first one. Yeah. And Ooh, that's like pretty good. Pounds. It was, yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. Um, and at the time, I think I had to go and loan a camera off a friend of mine or a lens or something because I didn't have like the kit to do it. Uh, and the camera that I had was a bit rubbish um, or I perceived it as a bit rubbish because it wasn't a fancy new Canon 5D. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went and photographed that and probably you could probably run that wedding back as a stop, mo- stop movie, stop motion movie. <laughs> Thing. I took that many pictures yeah. just to make sure that I didn't miss anything at all. And to be fair, the pictures were pretty dreadful. And but not, I mean, the couple liked them. Um, and really, what it was probably better than what they were going to get uh, from the other guy who let them down. After I'd had a look at um, his website, and yeah, I don't know. It was just I was just fumbled through it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to capture everything. And I think that in doing so, in trying to capture everything, I came across photographs there that I didn't really make intentionally, uh, but were indicative of the kind of thing that I'd seen in documentary photography and uh, social documentary photography. So that kind of, yeah, so probably from the first wedding, there were a couple of pictures there. I was like, hang on a minute. Like, why am I trying to do all this when I can do it like this? Yeah. And then in time, 
they're just the I don't know the shoe picture, the ring picture, the kiss at the altar. All of those became slightly less important to me to show people. Mm. It was like we all know that stuff happens. Like, why do you need a picture of the ring, man? You've got like, got it on your finger. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to spend two hours? To, well, not two hours. Do you want me to spend half an hour putting ring on a ring on tree branches and fucking Bibles and like whatever you want me to do with it to create these ring pictures when you're wearing it? You know, like all the, you know, so they became less important yeah. and it became more important to kind of photograph what was going on, like around all of that and mm. sort of behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You, see, photography at weddings. you yeah. say you sort of noticed straight away from that first wedding, like what images connected with you and then yeah. the, over time, those ring shots disappeared. Yes. Why, why, yeah, yeah. why did it take time? Was that just your inner battle with... <laughs> but but they kind of a need to capture these and you had to get confidence to drop absolutely them. yeah and it was what was it it was what was expected from so not knowing anything really about wedding photography you start researching and looking at websites and looking at photographers who shoot that it's kind of like all right well they're all doing this if I want to earn money and that's yeah that's how people get sucked into it yeah but I think that fortunately I had done quite a bit of study and started to figure out what it is that I liked with photography and um and also I, I I still I like the snapshot because they're just so random they're so there are elements in there that you could never make up you could never create that photograph it is yeah. just a snapshot of a time and they're the pictures that I still like um but they're more sophisticated snapshots now yeah, <laughs> with an understanding of what a good photograph is to me. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of a struggle. And to be fair, man, like even going up to 2019, in that time when I was traveling a little bit, I was sh shooting a lot of weddings, there was still this kind of overbearing wedding industry needs to do it like that. And this is what's popular now. And yeah. You know, so, yeah, man, it just took time and you have to stick to your guns as difficult as that is sometimes oh yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's I mean, way more fruitful way more fruitful yeah than kind of just imagine like shooting 70 weddings a year doing the same thing like two weeks twice every weekend yeah nightmare over and over and over again like mm -hmm. I, I it would i think it would drive me mad i think i would go insane if i had to do that yeah yeah i'm going to speak directly to our listeners right now and i i, I really do want to hear your thoughts on if you do this if you go to a wedding with a shot list or things to do like i know flat lays are really popular and stuff but um or even filmmakers actually filmmakers who film things uh i, I get it we used to do that as well yeah. but we kind of went on a similar journey to ian here where we we, we just realized that you know these things weren't important to us, and then and then suddenly you know you're you're taking things out because they're not making people feel anything. A shot of a ring isn't going to make an emotion come out of a person looking at it. Yeah. Or maybe well maybe yeah. right. I don't know, but unless it's like a special ring or or something. But like, imagine replacing that time that you give in your film to someone laughing, and then imagine like in like ten years time, that person dies because I'm sad and morbid and dark. Like, you've suddenly... That moment has just become a, an even more grander moment in the eyes of this film. And I just think, well, 
things are never gonna die. With they've still got the they'll still have the things. You, you, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. rambling here. Yeah. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I get it. And I wonder, uh, people are like, £600 for a wedding? That's not a lot of money. We know we all, a lot of us did our first weddings for free. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. We've already... Although, to be fair, I got 600 for that one. The next few that I shot were probably half that. Oh, no, you <laughs> don't go backwards, Ian. Go backwards. <laughs> like, £600, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I, do, I mean, you do, I don't know if you're the same, Ian, but you do, you're like, oh, £600, this is great. Because probably you're not thinking about your business. You're not thinking about the overheads yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck, I've just made 600 pounds. Yeah. I'm going to buy yeah. some vinyls here or something. <laughs> and that's a, uh, like, that's a different. I mean, if you look at like 600 pounds, you go and wander around for uh, six or seven hours and photograph a wedding, then it's it seems like a lot of money. Um, mm. But even not. So after 15 years of shooting and. Um, honing what it is that you do and constantly evolving and uh, becoming better at what you do, then people just, they're not paying for your time. I don't see, like, people are not paying for my time anymore. Yeah. You know, they're not paying for my business. They're not paying, they're paying for the, the photographs. They're paying for the art at the end of it. That's what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. And really, they're not paying enough, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and nobody's yeah. charging enough. That's... Yeah. Yeah. The way that I see it, in con in comparison to uh, what people are spending on other aspects of the wedding, <laughs> you know, um, then they're yeah they're not paying enough for what it is that they receive. Afterwards. Yeah, I think that um, anybody who is shooting weddings really needs to constantly look at what they're charging and what the work that they produce is work not the time that they're there at the wedding it's the work that they're giving over to the client what's yeah. that actually worth you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, definitely but, well, when well, you oh sorry i was just gonna mention that because sometimes i go on tiktok i'm ashamed to say and there's this video where it's like a photography session is more or less free because by the time you actually you spend your, your you spent a couple of hours there and you've spend how much, however much money the value the lifetime value that you get from hanging up a photograph and you see it every day yeah. and it becomes part of your your life and your story like i can i can see the point of that yeah anyway sorry i didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you greg that's all right uh, <laughs> i was just like you've obviously mentioned a whole host of photographers already and artists and stuff that have inspired you in the early days and yeah even, even still sh- yeah, just now I'm sure. Yeah. Where where else do you get your influences from for sort of what influences how you see the world? Um I think that the inspiration comes from the work itself. Um I heard there was like years and years ago I heard an interview with Nick Cave. Um Nick, you know Cage. Nick, Cave? Nick Cage. Nick Cave. Oh, Cave. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, where the fuck is this going? Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. The the, yeah, the musician Cave and the bad yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one of the greatest artists of our. One of the greatest artists of any time. Mm. To be fair. Um, and he was asked what he listened to, and I'm going back maybe like 10, 15 years here, and he said nothing really. Maybe a little bit of Elvis, some Johnny Cash. I was like, what do you mean he doesn't? What he's not listening to all of this stuff to get inspiration and i understand that now yeah Yeah. because he just goes and does the work 
and it comes from him and it comes from he's not really pulled around by anything else other than what he creates and how he does it so as far as visually photographers are concerned i mean there are a few that i like there are a few that i still look at there are like i always find gary winogrand like endlessly fascinating uh and the difficult pictures to kind of work out um and obviously martin's work is always visually striking and it has an element to it of that kind of dry sense of humor that i really like yeah and um but it's it's mostly the kind of the classics really um that if i ever do sit down and look at photography books which there are plenty of um it would be people like tony ray jones and i mean i i, I like other types of photography so i like all types of photography and i like how an artist can apply himself to that genre like ezra stoller with his uh, architectural photography and you know it's like and things that interest there's a guy i can't remember his name who photographs formula one with a big plate camera wow kind of thing. and i'm always interested in people using uh, the wrong tool for the job <laughs> yeah you know um but yeah i mean photography itself like visually i'm still interested in the the ideas of artists um but that comes from all types of art uh paintings and uh, music included uh, yeah man it's it's it, it's always really been about the idea for me and yeah and uh, we have we have a process and for me my own work in particular it's the the picture at the end isn't really the goal you know that's just the consequence of my study and practice and how I work. And that's what comes out the other end. And when it comes out the other end and I can go, yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Based on my understanding of what a good photograph is, then that's all I really need to progress. Mm. Um, but it's always interesting seeing, I mean, I really like Sarah Moon as a photographer. Again, older photographer, old fashioned photographer. Yeah. Um, and the way that she used to just spend time with the subjects and use slow shutter speeds and different processes and really create these kind of ethereal, like otherworldly images, you know, I, anything like that, that, that stands out. Um, mm. I do like, but yeah, I, I don't really look at photography much these days. Yeah. You know? I just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. All right. For, for those out there who are maybe struggling with, <sighs> unlearning or unseeing wedding photography yeah is there like a place you'd recommend them going or doing or <coughs> i mean the the problem is is there's just so much out there yeah and we have all of this noise and we need to find a kind of direction like through it and it's even hard I think that's probably why I've stopped looking as well, because it's just so hard to find anything of any worth yeah. without people trying to sell some kind of secret or uh, present really shallow work in a way that they think it's the best thing that's ever been made. <laughs> and it's it, it's really difficult. At, do you know what, man? All I can suggest is start with photography history. Look at photographers who started off in certain 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 genres of photography, how that, why and how that style of photography developed, mm. you know? Um, and for me, it was always like documentary work and um, anybody who has been more, like using photography 
for want of a better phrase, as an art form. So the pictures weren't just pictures, they were something else as well. Um, And if we look at the Bauhaus and how they integrated photography into their work and, Mm. you know, like people like Man Ray and all of these kind of, I don't know, artist photographers, um, then I'm always interested by something that looks different Mm. or new or no matter how old that is if it's new to me yeah yeah uh, yeah they're actually kind of they're it's they have a process they have an idea and i keep coming back to this it's like they have an idea and the work just comes from that idea you know rather than looking at a photograph and go i want to photograph things like that and then spending your time we all when we start imitate yeah you know but what Mm -hmm. we need to find our own feet and stop imitating and yeah i mean who yeah. who out there doesn't look at an image and then kind of like uh reverse it to try and break down all the elements that you need to create a, a similar image uh, yeah i do all yeah i'm t- yeah. terrible for that i mean we, we we start like that yeah you know yeah. like i think everybody does like in all forms of art it's just like oh i like that or you have a guitar and you want to learn to play some songs that you like but yeah, that's it you have to take on the responsibility for yourself, man. And I can do it. Yeah. Get out there. <laughs> and do you know what? Even wedding photographers who are running a business and who are like wedding photographers earn some good money, man. Mm-hmm. Filming like uh, wedding video guys, video people. Yep. Uh, and Freaks it's, of this, nature. This, That's what I like to be called. What? Sorry. A freak of nature. That's what I like to be called. <laughs> but they have to, they, they have to earn money, and even the photographers who are doing the same thing week in, week out, mm-hmm. there is plenty of time at a wedding to go and explore and mess around and do what you want. And you don't have to show the client those pictures if they don't turn out well. Yeah. But once you've done what your responsibility to what it is that you have to do, go and run around and mess around with the camera and kind of... Yeah, we we kind of learn more by messing around than we ever do by following technical exercises. And, you know, you might yeah. just find something that, oh, that's a good picture. Yeah. I like that. And then you can do it more and you can practice more at the next wedding, mm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about clients paying and stuff, I do want to ask about your pricing. Yeah. And especially since you don't consider yourself a wedding photographer, like yeah. how, how do you... How how do you package your pricing and yeah. yeah like all that kind of stuff like what would you offer when you go to a wedding like that like that kind of stuff. Um, so I have a day rate, uh, and that's for whenever they want me there in the morning, mm-hmm. up until I feel I've got everything, uh, which is could be anything from. 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I've like shot 18 hour weddings before because it's been <laughs> a hoot, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when you're kind of, when you're in Reggio Emilia in Italy and everybody's dancing and drinking Aperol spritzes till 5, 6 in the morning <laughs> uh, and having a party, you don't really want to leave. Just get involved. Like I just, I tell all my clients that I'm there to be um, a guest. Yeah. Sort of. You know, but a guest <laughs> who's watching everybody and taking pictures of them in the non weirdest kind of way. Um, so, and as far as what I deliver, I deliver to them the best of what I get from that day. Mm. Um, and they get the full high res files. Uh, sometimes it's 300 pictures, sometimes it's 600 pictures. Um, like, I just don't know. Like, yeah. you know, I d- it's weird that. 
the weddings that I feel that not much has happened and it's not very exciting, I tend to get more pictures from because I'm hunting and I'm looking and I'm trying to yeah. find the pictures and I'm making more pictures and in making more pictures. Like this, <laughs> I tell people, it's like the only reason I've got more good pictures than you is because I've got more bad pictures than you. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. So it's like there are a lot of there's a lot of trash in there while I'm trying to figure things out. But yeah, so like, who knows? Like, and that's what I tell people. I mean, you're paying me to be there for the day. You're paying me to um, give you a representation of the day from my perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, and you will get the best of what I get from the day. And that's what I offer, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, If people want um, albums after that, I'm not a book salesman. You know. (laughs) But what we do um, with a couple who do, I find that a lot of people that I shoot for are kind of artists, designers, photographers, Mm -hmm. like all of that. So they can quite easily put all of their own books together and they have, they know. But people who don't have that, then each book is um, designed bespoke for the couple. Um, And I don't do fancy wedding albums with fluffy covers and, Mm-hmm. diamonds all over it and stuff it's actually a photo book so if you went to buy a photo book of a photographer uh, that's what the book would be like so it's, it's not an album it's a proper photo book but mm-hmm. we work out who we're going to use to produce the book and how it will all be put together um, with the client and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so each one's each one is u- as unique to them as the photographs are for their wedding yeah I yeah. get that how how much does uh, do a couple need to pay you to get you to their wedding like what's, what's the like starting price? <laughs> or, or are you flexy? Like, which is well, funny. it's it's a sliding scale. Yeah. yeah, it's a sliding scale, and that depends on how far away the wedding is from me. Uh, obviously, if I'm in uh, San Francisco, it's going to cost a lot more. Yeah. Um, uh, it also depends on the client themselves. If I think it's a really great wedding that I want to go and photograph, I think they're great, but they can't stump up the full day rate, then we can work out travel and accommodation and maybe include that and then also maybe reduce the rate a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I don't really have a season, so I don't have an off-season price or uh, like day price. But it's it, it's enough. Yeah. You're so UK. Us UK people don't like <laughs> talking about prices. <laughs> Don't be that though. Like we all we all have to make eleven. Oh, you know what? I don't want to say because if anybody hears it who has paid in the mic, like hang on a minute. <laughs> like, yeah, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. But but like, I have an idea. I mean, to be fair, like that rate is based is kind of based on what it costs commercially per day. Yeah. You know, so I just see that as me shooting. Um, it's kind of shooting another job. And if I wasn't shooting that, then I might have another job, and that's what I would get paid a day. So, yeah. and I think really for me to do the job and to deliver the pictures that uh, I do, then it's a pretty fair price. That's yeah, that's the way yeah. Is. Like on yeah. on that point, like you obviously you do other commercial projects, you do your own personal yeah. projects. Do you do you start a new year like in January? Do you go? I'd like to do X amount of weddings. Like I know a lot of wedding photographers go, my minimum is I need 35 to survive type thing, or right. they have a number they aim for. Do you have that? Or do you just go into the new year thinking I'll do just, any project? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't have any idea from day to day, never mind year to year. 
and things yeah. can change so quickly as far as what's coming in and what isn't coming in or like and i found that if i have an expectation of what i want then that expectation is quite often not met and so mm. it's best to not have any expectations go with the flow continue to do what i'm doing and yeah we we'll, we we'll just see what comes i mean i have maybe three weddings booked in for next year yeah. But I've only yeah. shot about seven this year. I only, like, even in my busiest year, I've shot, like, 15 weddings. Uh-huh. You know? A, he- um, a healthy, sane number. And yes. Yeah. For a normal human being. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know how anyone could do more than 30 and be happy. No. I, I genuinely don't, <laughs> like... I suppose that that's that, that's coming from a, a, someone who does video. So yeah. it takes harder, it takes longer for us to edit. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Since you were talking about your commercial work, um, how much do you charge? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a, a similar kind of approach when you do your commercial work, or yeah. is there a lot more? You need to do this because we're paying you to do this. Like, h- how much? How much back and forth do you have with your? I mean, commercial that work? also obviously when you're shooting commercial work, you still have. Um, you still have to have the client in mind. Um, And I've always shot some bits of commercial work, but nothing too much. And I I don't, although I have done a couple of larger um, campaigns, I don't really like that because I'm not, I like, I hate advertising, but we have to keep a roof over our heads and we have to pay the bills. So if an offer comes along that you can't refuse, um, it's difficult to uh, try and, um hang your morals on that kind of thing and like not shoot it you know it's like okay well i can not shoot it and this is going to be an issue or i can shoot it and everything's going to be fine for another six months you know uh taking that into account i'm open to that but the commercial work that i do shoot mostly it comes from the same um mindset of like we want you to do what you do for us um but once you start getting art directors involved in agencies and like it can become a little bit tricky as far as them saying, so what is it we're actually going to get? It's like, I don't know until I get it kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we, I mean, obviously you have like your Digitex assistance, all of that kind of stuff and whatever you need on the day and they can help um, go through pictures and they can, sit with the client and make sure the client's happy and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you do have to have them in mind, but again, if they're coming yeah. to me saying, we just, we want you to do what you do uh, for us, um, then that takes the pressure off somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's harder to get commercial work in that way because mm. like, I don't, I'm not putting a deck together. I'm not putting like this idea together of kind of, they have to come to me with the idea mm-hmm. and I have to then kind of shoot into that idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, does that make sense? Definitely, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you just said there that you hate advertising, so people will be wondering, like, how, what do you do to market your wedding work and get new clients, and where where are your clients finding you? Um, well, I get a lot of press, so <laughs> if anybody's looking for a wedding photographer that isn't a wedding photographer or somebody that stands out, man, I'm always added to some like arbitrary list of best photographers or <laughs> like. Kind of, I mean, and especially after 2019, we hit like every major publication worldwide. 
Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, we had like, when we got all the stats back of all the readership and the exposure, there was like billions of views on the work, you know, and we kind of expected the phone to be ringing off the hook and it just didn't, but hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. But it's always been word of mouth and people finding me through, um, I don't know, like features and podcasts and yeah. uh, articles and all of that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. So it's all so more organic stuff. I've never that's actually advertised. I've never actually gone into done any advertising at yeah. all. That's... Okay. So no, so no TikTok dancing or. <laughs> what is TikTok? <laughs> are you joking? No. I'm just... no. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, TikTok's a funny one because it's such a new tool. Uh, anyway, I, I don't want to talk about TikTok. I'm TikToked out. Can't see. I can't like Instagram and Facebook. I mean, Instagram is a bit of a um, necessary evil because I, I feel that that's where people are going to look for things. So, yeah. But it's, I'm not posting anything to Instagram um, that's sort of like, hey, look at me, advertising kind of thing. It's more just a representation of what I'm shooting now and what I'm working on and mm. um, some work that I like. And I'm not doing it for likes. I don't really, well, because I'm not getting that many, because I don't interact all the time. <laughs> I'm not on. I basically, I schedule my posts and then go out. So if anybody wants to go and look at the kind of stuff that I do or what I'm working on, that's that's where they'll see it. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, and that's all I use it for. I'm Ashley from With Jack. I'm one of the sponsors of the Perspective podcast. With Jack helps to keep photographers in business by supporting them financially and legally if they have problems with a client or they make a mistake in their work. We've all had that fear of our CF card or our hard drive failing and losing important photos. You can find out more at withjack.co.uk. Head over there and find out how we can help you be a confident creative. Well, I do, I do want to talk about your website okay. because I, I've got a couple of comments, and I don't, I don't know if it's just me, right? But um, so for people that don't know, it's enweldon.com, right? And it's got what I would describe as like a splash screen. It's probably not actually a splash screen. But it's like this kind of invitation. It says, Ian Weldon is not a wedding photographer. However, he is a uh, he is a photographer who photographs weddings, albeit not in the typical way. And then you kind of you scroll up and it opens this wedding invitation. And you get to the web, the meat of the website, and you see all your images and stuff. And uh, I thought that was a pretty cool opening to a to a website. And then I scroll down and then I'm I'm greeted with all these twirly fonts and things moving and then i'm like oh g g goodness gracious me this is like uh this is like a almost a traditional wedding website circa like 2000s and i'm like is this it, i don't know if this is, is it is it sirit is it satir <laughs> satirical? satirical that's the one like I don't. I really enjoy it. It. I mean, things flow really nicely, and it's. But it's like you're not a wedding photographer, but and this is like a wedding invitation at the start, and then you open it up, and it's like I don't. Do you know what I mean? Are, are yeah. you having a joke with us all? Is are, that <laughs> are you having a joke? Like, because I sort really of. like it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Okay. So, the guy who um 
<clears throat> designed it, uh-huh. uh, Reed Parsekian. Um, and he's up, out in New York. And he did my previous website. And one, when we put the previous website together, that was pre-pandemic. Um, and at the time, weddings, commercial work, personal projects, um, all of that stuff all had equal space on the website. Um, and then things kind of changed over those two years that uh, I already talked about. And when I was thinking about how the website should be, I started talking to Reed and I was like, do you know, like, it's not a wedding photographer. We should have these pictures and have them juxtaposed against this really old school, traditional wedding yeah. kind of feel and yeah. the way that it all flows. And I want it all to flow and I want people to be able to kind of, it's, yeah, the, the, it looks weddingy, but once you start looking at the pictures, yeah, it's still my pictures. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's it's that juxtaposition, and what I also wanted to do was push the um, commercial work and the personal projects into the background a little bit and let the weddings kind of let the weddings come through. So that the idea was to have it um, like as it is and. Mm an invitation and you open it up it's like oh this is a nice wedding wait a minute what's this (laughs) yeah kind of uh so you said um uh, oh shoot i've forgotten the guy's first name sorry reed parsekian uh i didn't i didn't know who this was uh google him quickly and i've got to parsekian.design and it seems to be almost like a breakdown of your website (laughs) i don't i don't don't know uh, it's got his name, all your wedding photographs. Oh, is that the is that the um, the the tab on the side of the website that you clicked? No, I, I googled it. I mean, oh, right, the tab okay. on the side of your website, the contact page, the about. There should be a um, what is it called? There's like oh. a website design honors. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it takes me to a blank page. Oh, hang on, maybe oh. it's loading. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that are interested, uh, yeah. design seems to be a Jeez. breakdown of your website with videos and behind the veil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the assets. And... He's definitely, from what, <laughs> what you described there, he's definitely nailed the brief because that's, oh. when you look at the website, it's exactly yeah. as you described there. Yeah. 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 But it's so good. In fact, Greg, I mean, are you getting early days? Yeah am wedding films <laughs> like when we started off it yeah. was it was this on our web page yes. no yeah. joke same font yeah like the black and white yeah oh god yeah. but the way they designed it he's designed it that the flourishes wrap around the images and yeah. highlight certain parts of the photographs and, yeah. yeah 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 it's so funny because you do see a lot of like flow theme designs and squarespace I mean, squarespace we're on squarespace you it know all looks the same, man yeah we're all the same we should do better (laughs) but this i mean yeah yeah, i don't know i i love interacting with new things online so when i when i come across a website where things are like not normal yeah um but just just the fact that i just felt like it was it was such a and that's why that's why i asked you about those you know your images earlier like is there a commentary with them like i feel like there's a commentary with this website 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm very excited about <laughs> people well, having commentary about you. Yeah. Let's continue that excitement and move into show and tell. Let's, <gasps> show let's and talk tell. about some specific images. Oh, dear. Simon's love, chose some images. I, 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 yeah, so I, I've chosen some images, um, Ian. Okay. And the idea Hopefully is Hopefully I can explain them in some way. <laughs> so first of all, you can see the screen, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, basically, <laughs> I'm going to show you three or four images is there three or four? Have I gone over? I think there's four. Oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes it's five because I can't control myself, but I've, I've been good this this time. So four images of yours, and I really, we can have a conversation about them. I really want to know your mindset behind them. Yeah. Um. This, this photograph made me think, and obviously I've alluded to, um, you know, we've talked about what makes a bad image and, you know, having had conversations with, other photographers who are pushing out the boundaries like if if a traditional wedding photographer looks at this they might think to themselves well that's just a bad a bad photograph but i'm not one of those people <laughs> i really like Good. i really <laughs> like this image um, Me too. That's why it's on my website. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I go all over the place. I can't remember where I pick out images. Yeah, from. So this is on your website, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really I really like this image, and I really like the fact that she is so not happy with you being where you are. <laughs> yeah. And taking her image. Um, I mean, but the funny thing is, you're not taking her image. I'm not taking her picture, no. That's why I like it so yeah. much. And it's almost like is, the joke's on her. But she, it's just in that second how she looks. Yeah, or, it's all propaganda, man. It's all propaganda. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, that's not exactly how she was and how she looked. She just happened to be looking in the camera. And that, there's and there's a couple more that didn't quite work out as far as my positioning was concerned. Yeah. About the positioning of the rest of the elements as far as the legs and the knees that run diagonally. Yeah. Um where the you've got the, the two figures in the background that bring your eye to the back of the photograph. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. yeah, it's all so it's all of the elements and and how they fit together. And this is um as I was talking about earlier about having an image that is more um like kind of abstract expression, more more ge geometrical kind of graphic, and how your eye yeah. rolls around the picture, yeah. and it's as if she's out of focus. Kind of like the intention really is that she shouldn't, she's in the way kind of thing. So she is out, and you have to look around it to get all of the other elements of the photograph and yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Well, the thing I liked about it is like if you're looking at the people in the background, um, not not the gentleman who's in focus with the yellow tie, but the people in the background, they're they're actually clapping and looking at something. So something's happening. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that you just said that um, she's in the way, she's probably thinking, you're in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I quite like that kind of, I mean, maybe she's not thinking this, but in my head, there's like a non-verbal dialogue that you guys are both having, right. and the joke's yeah. kind of on her. And I really just—I mean, maybe I'm looking, maybe I'm just like looking too much into images. I don't not at know. all. Well, this is the whole point that they're all open to interpretation. Yeah, like, I'm not making pictures that are on the nose. You know, I'm making pictures that people can have a conversation about. They can look at it and then discuss why they think it's good and why they think it's bad. Yeah, and really, for me. Like that's once it goes out there, people can have whatever 
idea that they want about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so the question I have to ask is the other images that you said were, were taken in this moment, but maybe either side, um, they yeah. didn't quite work out. Like, were they, yeah. would you consider them bad images? Um, just possibly not just not as good as that one that was the money shot that's the one yeah you know if i have two or three that are similar like not that the other two are bad it's just that like that one because of the the way the elements are in the frame that made it a much more pleasing photograph to look at yeah Uh, and as i said earlier it also has to be a good photograph yeah so what Again, this is a hard one. What is a good photograph? Well, there you go. You tell me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, so I really. Well, like I suppose the fact that we're now discussing this photograph and what you think about that photograph and why, what you think she's up to and what the other people are doing, that makes it a good photograph. You yeah. haven't just looked at it and gone, huh, nice picture, nice picture. It's like, what's going on? Why? Yeah. What's she thinking? What are you doing? Yeah. Kind of. It makes you stop. And to me, that makes a photograph worth something. Yeah. I I would even go maybe even a little bit further than that. And I think that is the difference. And and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like that's the difference between like an advert that's trying to sell you something yes. and art. Right. Is, Absolutely. is, is that, yeah. is that yeah, conversation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you know, yes. What is it like Andy Warhol, probably famous for his Kansas soup and products, but yeah, there's a commentary behind that, and he may, and he started. I'm sure he didn't start a conversation. He, he started a a conversation around uh, commercialism and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. But next image, Greg. I hope it's. I hope it's. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> So, I think there's a theme of people getting in the way, as they know. <laughs> Seems to be. <laughs> Seems to be. Um, yes. Um, I look at this and I think, well, the framing is just wonderful with that fireplace in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's obviously intentionality in the framing and everything else. But yes, why, why did you take this image? Um, and I suppose let's go more technical with this. Like, what? What for, can you can you even remember this taking this image or the wedding? Or? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Okay. I remember the wedding. Okay. Can you tell us anything more about this image that you can recall? Uh, this was. I, I, it was very close quarters. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much room to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. So, a photograph can be made anywhere in any situation. You don't have to be in the place that you think that you need to be or have the gear that you think you need to make the photograph. Yeah. Um, So this was, uh, from what I can remember, that was kind of, there was like a desk behind, this is the mother of the bride Uh who's doing this speech here. Uh, And there was a desk behind her and there was two chairs behind that. And I was stood in between the two chairs. Now, I had to climb over the chair or step over the chair Mm. to get out and to get round the side so I could get a different picture. And I thought, like, while I'm here, why don't I just... Yeah, the hat's cool. There, I can see their eyes on both sides. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was just like, oh, I'll just hang around here a couple of seconds and see. And, again, there's probably two or three different versions of this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one that works. That's the one that's the photograph because, like, it, it yeah, it's you can mm. raise a question. 
Um, it has elements in there that are normally what would be seen at a wedding, but not seen in this particular way. Mm. Yeah, it, it definitely is like a voyeuristic feel to it, where like you feel like you're you're stuck behind there just trying to watch this right. ceremony right. go on or whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You kind of have to look around it. <laughs> Again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I feel right. like is maybe how wedding guests normally have to be like if you if you go into a wedding and you've like you've not been in the family you're just kind of friends and you're kind of yeah. hanging around the back you're you you want to get engaged because this is your pal but you're like yeah auntie margaret move out the bloody way yeah. why is everyone wearing fucking big hats like yeah well I that's not how that scene would normally be depicted yeah no yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah and you can again you can make a picture Anyway, everything can be a photograph. Mm. Um, yeah, you're never in the wrong place. And this is why I always have, well, not issues, but I always get a little bit like, get over yourself when wedding photographers complain about people getting in the way with their own oh, cameras. It's like, well, if you're in the same place as Uncle Bob, you're in the wrong place, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. There, <laughs> I mean, there are many conversations that happen where especially online when they post a picture and be like oh look at everyone on their iphone the down aisle that's just indicative of like, today that's I, I know. how it is like yeah. i i feel kind of bad for all those people because who who hasn't been somewhere and taken out their phone to document something yeah like and now you're commenting on all these people doing it at probably a very important part of their family's journey and i'm like who, who the fuck are you to be moaning <laughs> yeah. about people and you know ca- like with their iPhones out down the aisle? Yeah, go and stand somewhere else. Yeah, go go <laughs> stand go stand Make somewhere else. Or, yeah, or even put a spin on the message there. Like like I just said, this is a nice moment, and they're wanting to capture it. That's <laughs> the, maybe there's a nice message in there. Yeah, this is the same wedding. Oh, shut up! Is it? Yeah, it is. I huh? <laughs> wait. Yeah. Is this her here? No, she doesn't have a hat on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I can... Bloody hell, how did they walk down the aisle? There's there's, there's no the aisle. aisle. <laughs> Bloody hell, <laughs> right? Is it the side? Yeah. They climbed over all the guests together. <laughs> Crow surf. Well, hang on. Before we start talking about this image, I do want to ask, like, obviously, when I said, uh, uh, you know, I love the conversations behind an image, do you... When you when you go to cull images and stuff, like there's there's not a conversation there that exists yet. So no. from your point of view, is it just like are you having conversation in your head or is it just the visual aspects that you're connecting with? Like you mentioned the eyes. Like you liked seeing the eyes on either side of the, the mum's head no. or yeah. 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 So it's just the visual aspects um, that you like. <laughs> I think to start with, I mean, like I probably start with, I mean, a good long wedding day. You're probably talking close to two thousand images. Yeah. Um, and all I do is I kind of edit in. Um, so I'll start at the beginning, and I'll just go click. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. And that's only from what catches my eye to start with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then when I go back and I select all of the picked images, 
then I can start removing them by unselecting them. So I'll mm-hmm. go through and go, yes, hang on, those two are quite the same. And I'll bring them up and look at them and have a little bit of a mess around and go, yep, get rid of that one. That's the one. And it isn't until maybe the third pass that I start to form a story and a kind of narrative to the actual day and getting onto the characters and mm. how the wedding flows and kind of that image should be before that one really and yeah. you know and that's that's the process I go through but that process can take me like I usually say eight weeks I don't start it doesn't take me eight weeks to do it yeah, yeah. but I don't really start looking at them for a month right because I want to distance myself from the wedding and look at it uh, from like more of an objective view, like as a photographer, yeah. rather than the guy who was there, rather than going, oh, he was cool. That's a nice picture of him. And in the whole scheme of things, it might not work within how the, the how the series flows and how the sequencing is. You know, that is really yeah. interesting that you yeah. said that that you that you like to give yourself space because we were <laughs> we were talking to Ed Gordon, who which very funny story actually. Fucking now that I've mentioned him, um, hi Ed, um, so. You're probably not going to remember this, but you were shooting a marathon at one point. Was it in London? I think it was London, maybe. And you might recall this crazy photographer guy running up to you and being like, Ian, Ian, and having a little bit of a fanboy moment. Well, this was a, another wedding photographer called Ian Golden. We've worked Ed. with him before. Ed, sorry, Ed. <laughs> I said Ian, didn't I? Yeah. Ed, Ed Golden. Um, we've worked with him a few times, but we just had a, he just had him on his podcast, and we mentioned that we were going to be speaking to you at the end of the week, and he got very excited yeah. and told us a story. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm going to tell Ian that this happened to him, uh, and he's probably not going to remember. He's like, yeah, he's probably not going to know. Do you I, remember? No. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Ed. You're right. <laughs> when did this happen? Um. It was a good few years ago, I think. He said that it turned out you were doing like, a sh- you were shooting the marathon for a clothing company or something he, f- he found out later on. Yeah. So he was in the marathon as well, ran by and was like, I recognize you. And that was it. Oh, really? He was gone. He was gone after that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Okay. But uh, but but that but that but that crazy guy. He says hello. So... All right. Hello, Ed. <laughs> um. Yeah. Did I did I have a question? Did I? Uh, you, why did I bring him I up? I can't know. remember. Oh. Um. Convers- because I said I give the pictures space. Yes. So he was talking about how he likes to. Like, he can't sleep at the end of a wedding. And so he just dives straight in there because if he gives himself space, he feels like he'll forget big moments. Right, okay. But it's interesting that you said you were the complete opposite. So why why do you almost want to forget the wedding to come back? Yeah, I mean, again, so I can look at it um, as a photographer, as I kind of distance myself from the pictures. I can be more... I suppose judgmental over them. I can yeah. I can look at them as uh, potential photographs rather than moments that are kind of connected. Supposedly, I don't know, connected to a bit more on a personal level. I, I really want to take my yeah, and I, I I just need to give it space, man. Like okay. as I said, it's like I may be swayed by somebody's personality on whether that's a good picture or not, mm-hmm. and I don't want my kind of connection to somebody to add a picture that might not work within the like the whole set it's like all right well i had a great conversation with this couple they were racing i've got a picture of them and yeah that's cool i'll put that one in it's like yeah yeah no i don't want to i don't want to look at it like that i want to look at the picture and go is that a good picture or not you know i get that 
Yeah. And it's better to it's better for me. I mean, hey, some people jump right in. Some yeah. people don't jump right in. You know, we've each got our own yeah. little ways of working, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have. I just yeah, because I, I think probably the assumption would be that a lot of wedding people, a lot of wedding photographers, maybe not video, because it takes so long to like put stuff onto your computer and all the hard drives, that they do want to feel those connections yeah you know but yeah i get it uh right so this image here um again it's <laughs> people's eyes are closed like they're not looking at you but you're yeah. right in front of them yeah uh i mean i know she's not trying to look around you yeah but because just because we were just talking about how it kind of felt like like that with uh, the person doing the yeah, reading i yeah. just thought oh, that's really funny um what what made you take this image or or was it just a case of like you simply just turned around you had your 35 snap um well i'll have i didn't see the guy yawning right in the middle <laughs> when i made the picture yeah yeah you know? um but it's so making that picture is a picture that any wedding photographer or anybody shooting a wedding would take it's a picture of the um it's a picture of the wedding guests yeah yeah um but that was the one that stood out again out of maybe two or three that i made after kind of shuffling around and getting into getting into a position mm-hmm. and uh that was that was the better picture for all the reasons that you've said yeah okay. and then because it's not a normal it's not the one that a wedding photographer would choose yeah. But it's the one a photographer would choose based on photography itself rather than what is expected as wedding photography. Yeah. You know, I like the balance of it. The guy, well, the center point is the guy in the middle yawning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, this kind of touches on those made-up imaginary boundaries that I put on myself. So one of them was smoking. Another one is like people yawning and looking bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... People well, are bored at weddings. The amount of like, yeah. people well, just out the brains, yeah. That that's a real funny thing because I've been a guest at a wedding, yeah. and you know there was one time where I wasn't like no one was giving canapes and we were fucking starving. Like, everyone was starving, and we yeah. had to run to a you know to the the local spa and get some you know chocolates and stuff just to ma- make it through. And just, and uh, I did think, huh. This is an interesting part of the day that only we're going to remember. Yeah. The couple aren't going to know this, but it would have yeah. been really yeah. funny just to take some photographs yeah. of yeah. us doing this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is kind of that kind of same vibe. Like, yeah. Yeah. It adds to the story. Like, yeah. you're looking at that, and as somebody who's not at the wedding, you look and go, maybe the bride or whoever it was was late, and that's why they're sitting there sort of getting <coughs> bored and yawning. Mm. So you're putting your own story on it. And yeah. Might be yeah. completely wrong, but yeah. I mean, I'm gonna guess this is the signing. But that's—is it the signing? Do you guys sign I, in? I can't remember. I, I don't know. can't remember. Because <laughs> uh, but the thing is, this is like all the things that you're talking about are the reasons why I make these photographs. And as far as the images that I supply, each one stands on its own as a photograph. Mm. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be part of a set of images of the day, and. Uh, that's what I'm looking for as well in the photo. Does this stand alone as a good photograph? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another aspect, uh, th- that was the last one, wasn't it? No, it was, I think Th- it was two more. That's only been, oh no. 
Have I got? Did I? Oh, you're right. Yes. <laughs> there's a theme. <laughs> so people who have been watching these YouTube videos, there's a theme to the to the the images that I like to put on, and there's always someone on a ground, on a on a bride's dress, on a lawn, lying face down. Sometimes holding yep. a beer, sometimes not. What she do? She's giving a I peace mean, sign. She's, she's giving you the fingers. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the? She's all care. <laughs> <laughs> what's the story here? If you can remember. Um. So this wedding was in Durham Castle. Okay. Uh, next to the cathedral, uh, and this is the student. So what they do is they hire the castle out for weddings mm -hmm. when students aren't there, and all the guests stay in the student accommodation. That's right. Oh right, yeah. So this is about four or five floors up, mm -hmm. and um, she couldn't remember where a room was, and her husband had gone to the room and took the key with him. <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah. okay. hey man, this was about this was about four o'clock in the morning this oh yeah. so i this was gonna was say after, I, yeah. I didn't notice that she didn't have her shoes on or anything she's completely barefoot <laughs> um obviously when it's on instagram or whatever on your website it's hard to see all the elements but sometimes i yeah. see new things I'm like, i didn't see the fingers and i didn't see the the, the missing shoes right. so that's hilarious oh, and they're the they're the they're the bits that make it a good photograph. It's yeah. not just somebody lying on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we got up to the top of the like four or five flights of stairs, and she fell over at the top. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, "Are you okay?" And the fingers <laughs> went up, and I took the snap. So, is this is this just a random guest? Yeah. Yeah. So, what what yeah. made you? go with her to the fourth floor like why were you so far right, away we, from we were, partying, we were partying in the bride and groom suite we were in there right fucking around so and her just... husband had gone and she went i don't know which way it is i went well i know which way it is i'll take you up there and bring yeah. on the door to wake him up for you yeah yeah how yeah. how many weddings do you because I, I i we've spoken to so many photographers and i the majority of them, the majority of them would be like, "Nah, things get messy. I just want to be out of there. I want to go home, be with my kids, but whatever." Like, how yeah. many weddings do you end up, like four o'clock in the morning, partying with the bride and groom? Like, almost all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, like, I mean, if it's a wedding that's really close to home, I mean, that was, but it was, it was good crack. It was good laugh. Um, and if I'm, I'm always included in the wedding but when it becomes like you just are treated like a wedding guest and everybody's like hey, and everybody's cool then i tend to stay longer but a lot of weddings that i shoot are um europe and america and all that kind of stuff so you're there anyway it's like yeah you know and most of the time you're staying at the reception venue and so you can just like yeah so i just get on i mean as soon as somebody offers me a glass of champagne i'm like, yep we're on <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair play, fair play, man. But some, like some, I can be out of there at 10 o'clock in the evening. I'm like, yeah, same six people dancing. Like, there's no point in me taking these pictures over and over again. Yeah, yeah. we had a we had that situation the last wedding where yeah. it, it became clear that... Nothing yeah, was going to change. A handful yeah. of people were dancing and nothing was going to change. And I, I, even, even I was over to the DJ being like, can you, like... 
put on a bit like a banger and he was like oh yeah i'll, I'll put on a banger um like oh the the grooms asked for total africa and i'm like that's a a song it's i would not call it a banger it's a good song that's that is not gonna get everyone dancing but hell um yeah yeah and i know right. what I, I know what i'm doing like <laughs> yeah there's no point. Yeah, there's no point. I just end up with more pictures that I have to look through to find. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, awesome. Thank you for uh, for filling us in with those uh, those images. I mean, there, there was tons more, tons more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a guy smoking, holding a bouquet, um, yeah. which is why I was thinking about you know how I don't shoot people smoking, but I really like that image. Yeah, all, all sorts. So if you haven't uh, checked out Ian's work, definitely go to his website, go to his Instagram, have a look. Um, challenge yeah. yourself. Looking looking forward at the next year ahead, have you got any projects that you're excited about? Like you've obviously, you've you've hit a peak in 2019 with the exhibition. Like is yeah, there any, yeah, yeah. anything else? Start to sell off from there. <laughs> That's it. It's is there done. anything that's getting you excited about the year ahead? Um, yeah, I mean, um, we are, because I live up here in the north of England um, and all of the things that seem to happen are always south, southern England as far as photography conferences and all of that stuff's concerned. Um, we are talking at the moment about putting something on at the end of March uh, in Newcastle yeah. um, and we're going to call it Northern Exposure and we are going to highlight uh, a couple of northern uh, photographers um we also have a couple of other people on board like bigger names within the wedding industry um and i've spoken at um and been to so many wedding photography conferences that i know exactly what i don't want from it right um and this is more of an exploration of photography and people's stories about their connection to photography yeah. rather than woo yeah high fiving and hugging everybody and <laughs> getting all pumped and stuff like that yeah um so for want of a better phrase it's a more mature photography conference that is about photography specifically aimed at wedding photographers ah, um, okay. Wait, do, so what, what are those big names or are you or is it all hush hush at the moment well it's all hush hush at the minute because we're just um talking um but i might have i have a couple of good friends uh monica and paul uh the richters oh okay um who might be interested and a couple of other northern um photographers so we want to we want to at least highlight some northern wedding photographers yeah. and put something on up here so people are not traveling all the way to london like every however um many months to go to these conferences or traveling to europe yeah uh, i am Talking, I'm pres presenting a board app this year as well. Right. Uh, out in uh, in Barcelona. Uh, so I need to put, tighten up the presentation for that. Mm. Uh, but as far as other projects are concerned, like I'm getting into a bit of video, man. I shot I shot some video through during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm just waiting for uh, some gear to come. Uh, because I like, if I'm not doing photography stuff, I'm messing around with motorbikes. Okay. That's pretty cool. much how it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Fair enough. So um, there's ideas for a little, um, a couple of little documentary film projects uh, that I'm considering embarking on this year. And yeah, just 
work, man. Anything yeah. as far as weddings are concerned, like who knows, man? Like if they keep coming in, I'll keep shooting them. Uh, if they don't, then I don't really like I'm 50 years old now, man. Like how long can I keep running around shooting weddings? And <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> I need, I need an exit plan. I think. You know? Oh, the famous exit plan. Yeah. Yeah. Exit. yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, time. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, but as far as any photography stuff, I, I don't really... There's some stuff that I want to um, reconnect with from uh, pre-pandemic projects that I was working on that sort of went dead uh, because obviously we couldn't shoot them. We, yeah. couldn't, we couldn't get out and do them. Um, but I don't know. Hey, mm. just keep on keeping on, man. Yeah. Very cool. Um, one final question <laughs> for... Those really starting out uh, doing weddings, um, for those kind of struggling to deviate from the norm because of yeah. fear of like, I, I don't know how how others view them or or yeah. even d will this catch on? Will it be you know successful? Can I make a living doing this? Like, do you have any advice yeah. for those type of people to to kickstart their their career, <laughs> creative um, stuff? Yeah, just keep doing the work, man. Like, there's like no piece of photography equipment is going to make up for a lazy attitude. Uh, and the thing that I tell all of my students and always have done is be interested in photography first and apply your understanding of what that is to the genre that you shoot. Yeah, okay. You mentioned students. What students are we talking about? Uh, well, I used to I used to lecture on photography history at Sunderland oh. University. Um, I also have um, uh, delivered uh, many photography, short photography programs, and kind of it's more personal projects for photography. All oh, right, there's another thing that was would hopefully start another one in January, uh, and it's called personal projects for photographers, okay. uh, and it's aimed at wedding photographers. And it's more guidance on how to come up with your own project and um, how to approach the project and what you should be shooting, what you should be looking for, how to deal with difficult situations. And I believe that any wedding photographer who goes and shoots their own personal projects will learn more about what they're doing than just shooting weddings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we run that. We run that over five weeks that are not always consecutive because I can get busy. Uh, and then we have um, a weekly group session uh, and a weekly one-to-one -one for each student. Mm. Cool. Um, cool, man. So where, where can people find out about these in Northern Exposure once they're announced? Like, will um, websites? They will, they will either be, they will be on my website um, and how do i just give me one moment i will just check to see if the personal projects is available on the outer focus uh, the personal pro education so the personal project information um we haven't got a date yet but the information for that's on the outer focus podcast uh website cool right very cool and Finally, commitments. We can't. I can't. Like, I can't find a start date yet. We're, we're working towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, is there any book recommendations for our listeners? Oh man, his book. Um, a new history of photography. <laughs> a new history. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure if they go back and listen, you've mentioned a couple other things earlier as well. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Even... I do. I mean, books <laughs> yeah. that I really like, right, books that get me. Uh, Richard Calvar's Earthlings is an excellent book. It has a certain amount of humor, but it's also excellent photography too. Yeah. Uh, there's also, if anybody can find a copy, I Am Not a Wedding Photographer by Ian Weldon. <laughs> I've heard that's pretty good. I've yeah. Heard that, yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. It's, uh... that, sold, that sold out pretty quick. Uh, and they're becoming quite rare. I mean, anything by, I don't know, Helen Levitt, uh, Kadelka. Like, there's just like any. If you start looking at photography history, then photographers will start to become you'll get interested in photographers yeah. and have a look at the work and who influenced them and like who was influenced by them and kind of the work that they made and the impact that that work had you know yeah like yeah man there's there's not one thing that stands yeah. out it's all just be interested in photography i think yeah yeah well if you're interested in ian's book it does in fact have uh two reviews uh, <laughs> five five star hundred percent on Amazon, oh, really? but there's no price and it's not available, ah. so you're out of luck. <laughs> Are the reviews any good? Uh, I mean, they're both five both stars, five star, yeah. five star reviews. Um, nice. I've been wanting to buy this book for a while, and it didn't disappoint. Fabulous Boom. shots, a real laugh, and real laugh out moments. There you go. Excellent. There I'll take you that. go. Yeah. Which was I think the I, last the last <laughs> copies that I saw available were kicking around for about 150 to 200 quid. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> when we when we were uh, speaking to John John Dolan, uh, we were looking at his book, and I didn't notice this at the time. This is why I've gone to the reviews here. But someone gave it a one star. It was like oh, terrible <laughs> photographs, out of focus, bad composition. <laughs> And I just thought, you've missed the fucking point of the whole fucking book, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ, absolutely. man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Ian, thank you very much for joining us on what is just, I'm looking at my desk, two hours and two minutes. So thank cool. you very much for your time. Yeah. You're very welcome. Um, when, when you do know when things are happening, we'll post it. We'll okay. mention it on the podcast yeah. so that yeah. our audience can check out because obviously being scotland we're not that far away yeah we're not cool. far yeah away. well northern exposure is not just the north of england it's also scotland yeah. as well it's also yeah whereabouts are you guys we're glasgow, uh, we're glasgow. all right okay yeah. Cool. yeah so nice. um yeah maybe 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 i'll give you a shout we can have a beer absolutely uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. and uh cool. yeah maybe i'll hassle greg to get me some tickets to your uh, yeah. event and i can <laughs> come down or do you want some video? I'll do some video for you for a free ticket. Um, Ian, where, where where can people find out more about you online? Do you know, I used to, I hate saying this, but if you just Google Ian Weldon, man, I'm all over the place. Yeah, do, you know, do you know who he is? Do Come you know on, guys. I uh, but ianweldon.com or Ian G. Weldon on Instagram. Nice. And uh, yeah, def de definitely go check out his, his website. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, and people can find us at perspectivebycinemate.com on Instagram and uh, YouTube at perspectivebycinemate. Hit that subscribe button. I will fucking love you forever. So yeah, plus, you know, in uh, algorithms and all that kind of crap. I know I'm saying it every time. You're getting bored of me talking to you about perspective cinemate. I know, but you know. 
Uh, thank you to with Jack for sponsoring this episode. If you don't have insurance as a freelancer or a creative wedding filmmaker or photographer, then well, it's something you kind of need to have. So contact Ashley. She's very good at what she does. And if you have liked this conversation, you can hit that subscribe on our YouTube. I've said the address before. And you can get us wherever you get your podcasts. However, in the meantime, enjoy your life. <laughs>